Dude, go ahead. Take one. Do you make weird noises when you wake up in the morning? I feel like the older I get, the more noises I make anytime I make any movement any at movement all. Any movement yeah. at all, yeah, that's I'll true. catch myself being like, <clears throat> when I'm just like getting a fork out of the drawer. I do that scratchy palate noise in the morning. That's the scratchy palate noise. Give it to me. <clears throat> what? <clears throat> I mean, I guess I go. I guess kind of, but That's not the not same. It. I guess. Uh, welcome back to Huff and Over Comfort Zone. Welcome um, back, everybody. His name's Dan. My name's Dan. It's been a while since we've had a chance to record because the guy above me has got construction going on. And that was a whole annoying. thing. Yeah, you know what? It was nice to like take a break away. By the way, guys, tip. Like milkshakes are not always a good idea on a hot day. Yeah, don't don't start your day with a big milkshake after you start your day with coffee. It's a terrible combination, we both found out. After <laughs> doing it, it felt very irresponsible. And then before, or no, at the time and before, it felt like a really good idea. I oh, feel like it was like a hard drug. Like while we were doing it, we're like, this is good stuff. This is a, this, <laughs> An guys, hour later, the come down. So much energy for 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 stuff and yeah we did laps around the downtown and then it just it was a bad idea i felt like shit the rest of the day yeah that was a funny day though that was a good day yeah so like actually that was something we didn't expect to run into we came in ready to record and it was an unexpected barrier um i came up in the elevator with somebody and, the and they were like, up. hey, what floor are you on? And, and I said, oh, I'm just going to two. And they're like, you must have the big balcony. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty big down here. And then I saw they were going to three, and I didn't think anything of it. And they were in construction outfits. And they were right above and us. And then about five minutes later, all we hear, so I'm talking so max loudness. If you heard the fire alarm episode, this thing had it trumped by like Could they 50 hear it decibels. The, oh, yeah, they did. Oh, it was so loud. I know I tried to convince you guys it wasn't audible, but it was so loud. This is episode, I believe this is 13. I think 13. 13 officially. We've been, we've been trying to figure that out as we go because we have kind of two mini-series going on. We have Uncomfortable Conversations, um, which is kind of a mini-series spinoff of very specific subjects we like to speak on, maybe kind of come up with debates on, mm-hmm. and more or less just discuss for objectively discussing it. And then we also have the Uncomfortable Community which we had our first episode with Janessa, which was amazing. That was fun. Yeah, and I think that's going to grow quite a bit over time here. And we're going to have a lot more guests on that really have what uh, an average person may find to be a unique life or a unique choice or something like that. Yeah. Because I think it's it's funny because like, I remember. Oh, sorry, I'm far away from my just playing chords. <laughs> I remember thinking about how like I love podcasts, podcasts, mm-hmm. and podcasts. Podcasts. <laughs> I love podcasts and the <laughs> guests that people. Podcast. Yeah. And like, it's awesome to have 
you know, celebrities on your podcast, right? You yeah. know, if we did have Janessa on, so cele- ba- basically a celebrity <laughs> compared to us. Yeah, Janessa is the highest we could possibly go. <laughs> um, so we better knock that out of the park. No, we did 100%. But um, it's nice to like have just average, you know, Joes. I consider myself an average Joe, like just yep. regular people talking about regular things. I want to say regular and normal, but. Normal. I know those aren't the words stigmatized now, yeah. but like I don't know. Let's 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 clear the air. And if you're listening and you're offended to if we accidentally say normal or regular, we apologize in advance. But we may continue with that. But just know I might say it again. Yeah, just know it's not that we're saying there is a norm for what a human should be. We're just talking about the average person in the average North American society. I would think. You know what I did this week? So I did a presentation. And I was talking to like kindergartens to like grade three or something. And I difficult. It's not bad. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is that they love to see how different my life is Mm -hmm. compared to theirs. Right. So one of the activities that I started doing or incorporating is showing them all the different tools that I use. Okay. So I would hold up. You've seen what my utensils look like. Yep. So they've got the the spongy handles on them. They almost look like. Like a toy you would find at a daycare. Right. Yes. Like the way they would set up like yeah. uh, like kind of a uh, child's toy or something. Like Fisher the, Price. Yeah, the Fisher Price thing. kitchen yeah. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Kind of yeah. looks, looks like, like that, but with an actual metal end to it. With Yeah. 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 So I would show them a fork. Mm-hmm. And when I would show them a quote unquote normal, regular fork, I would actually use, I started using the word traditional. Okay, traditional. Like, okay, oh, yeah, so yeah. this is a here is a traditional fork, right. right? And then here's a traditional knife, traditional spoon, and then I just show them here's what my variation of mm-hmm. normal looks like, right? Because that's normal only because everyone else's hands are fully functional. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't got issues with dexterity or whatever, and my hands do have issues mm-hmm. with dexterity. So Yeah, I don't think anyone should really be offended by normal because it no. really is a relative word because when you use normal, normal to you is whatever normal to you is. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's so like when you use it objectively, it just is just whatever I guess you want to think. Because like for if example, you want to think negative. Right. I guess that's your call, but For example, like I, how I drive my van. Yep. I didn't have a license before. Yeah, and that's normal. So so that's normal for you. This is the only thing I know. Yeah, and if you talk to anybody else, that'd be like, that's an arcade game for me. Right. (laughs) The way you drive. I've had people say it looks like a spaceship. Yeah, it looks like PlayStation VR, but real life. Right. Like if you were to get one of those little uh, Mm -hmm. car driving simulators. It's actually uh, interesting because the conversation is going this way. Um, That reminds me of a moment when I was at Lambton. And I was waiting for the bus to pick me up. And this um, this young lady, she used uh, stilts, I think is what they're called, or uh, crutches to walk. And <laughs> Time out. Not, no, no, you, no, sorry, braces. Braces. Okay, braces, like the arm braces? Arm braces, yeah. yeah. You always they, see it in cartoons as like the very nerdy kid with braces. And he's got right. those arm extensions that they walk what with. What is the condition that... Maybe cerebral palsy? It might be cerebral palsy. Do you know... Muscular you, dystrophy? Or that you watched Breaking Bad, right? Yep. Uh, cerebral palsy. Is it cerebral palsy? Side note: one of the funniest stories, and I always remember it to this day. Um, I used to watch TMZ a lot when I had cable, 
And one of the girls is doing a story on the kid who has cerebral palsy from Breaking Bad. That kid actually has cerebral Yeah, he's not acting. He that's that's oh that's his like real state. So that's him just being himself but acting as himself but acting. So he was in an interview. I don't know if I knew that. Okay, sorry. He was in an interview and he was talking about he and and so when you get cerebral palsy, your voice gets very fluttery. Yeah, I don't know much about it. So it's kinda because your vocal cords weaken as well. Okay. So he I I don't want to do a bad imitation, but it almost sounds like you're stoned. So this kid in an interview was like I love grilled cheeses and oh the butter on the outside, the inside. He's saying these things. Yeah, and it was a fun interview because he's a young guy and they were talking about his favorite food or something. Yeah. yeah. And the girl on TMZ was like, and I'll tell you what, he sounds pretty stoned during this interview because it sounds like a stoner. And and everybody at the place was like, you know he has cerebral palsy, right? And she's like, Oh no. But it was like it was all like it was lighthearted and good humor because she misinterpreted. Like she thought like you, he was acting. And she then in know. this interview, he was just stoned or something, but he just actually has that condition in real life. So the way he speaks in the show is the way he speaks in real life with that kind of fluttery speech. Um, hmm. But it was a funny misinterpretation because she thought he was just really stoned because he was describing a very stoner meal. <laughs> okay. So I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it was a funny misinterpretation of what was going on, but that, that was is... just a funny side story. And it always sticks with me. That is funny. Yeah. Uh, so when when I met that... Uh, I met So when I met that young lady, right? Um, why was I talking about this? Oh, yeah. So with like normal. Yep. Right? And like how it relates and how normal is relative. She was waiting for the bus as well and then she came in and she asked me what happened to me blah 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 i was wrestling with a friend of mine and then when i had um asked her or no no when i had looked at her and like you know was evaluating like what happened to her i assumed like this wasn't an accident but uh, after i had told her what happened to me she went in to say oh so i guess i'm the lucky one of us and Mm -hmm. i was like i was like why and it really it really puzzled me i was like why do you say that and she's like, because I just finished telling her, yeah, I broke my neck doing this. It's only been like maybe two, maybe two, three years out. No, probably two years out. And she was like, yeah, I guess I'm the lucky one. And I was like, why is that? She's like, because I didn't lose anything mm-hmm. to get this. Yeah. This is all I know. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've always thought about how, you know, you know, the ignorance of it. Like, I didn't get that, you know. No, like, it makes or sense. The blissfulness of it, yeah, I guess, yeah. is what I mean. Yeah. Um, I think actually I wanted to ask two things that came from that. One I mean, I didn't get that like I d- not that I didn't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, Go no, ahead. I wanted to ask two things. Is one, if you see somebody else with a disability, do you feel that like um door is open to kind of start the conversation with yes. like what happened to you? Yeah. What com- happened to you? Because com- you said it so you said it so casually like yeah. i wouldn't just walk up to another person standing there and be like hey what happened to you <laughs> why are you standing here exactly. you know what i mean so is that kind of like a door to conversation do you well, find absolutely it's like it's how he's cracked open a little bit you know when you're in detention together yep okay you know, it's like what did you do yep. or i imagine you know? in sarnia if you see another black guy you give him the nod i always do yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just, i think that's just that's just respect like yep. yo lot of white people around here yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's what that nod means it's, it's the same like, thing with like people in jeeps they give them the jeep wave or the civic wave or, or the whatever. uh why am i trying 
motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they give them yeah. the wave. Yeah, yeah. And then I was also going to mention, I have a cat. I don't know if I've mentioned on this podcast who I adopted. It's blind. She's born with no eyes. Aisha. No. Isa. Sorry. Isa. Yeah, no I worries. always say Aisha. 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 Sorry, go ahead. That's a good show, though. Um, Isn't that so, Moesha? Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> Moesha. All right, go ahead. Um, so I have a blind cat, and I started an Instagram when I first got her. Because first of all, yeah. so I think I told the story, but someone messaged me. They're like, do you want a blind cat? My dog had recently passed. And I was like, I don't know. And then sends me a picture of a four-week-old cat with no eyes. And my response was just, fuck you. Like, what am I supposed to do? Say no. You're upset? <laughs> well, no, it was just like a fuck you. Like, what oh. am I supposed to do? Say no to a blind cat? So, Like of a course, situation where it's like, yeah. Yeah, of course, I'm going to take it. So okay. now I got a blind cat. And I started an Instagram because I'm like, oh, this is going to be five-star content. I'm going viral. And after about three months, I realized how, quote, unquote, normal she was. Like, because she... And it it, it related kind of to what I think that girl was maybe conveying to you is she never had something to lose. Mm -hmm. So she never, like, I have a lot of people who come to me like, oh, I feel so bad for her. She can't say, I'm like, she's living the blissful life. She sleeps in a tower. She fights with the other cats. She does everything. Like, I stopped the Instagram because she was so normal. Really? For, yeah, because I was like, I feel like I'm forcing her to do weird things as an eyeless cat to make content when she's just but a... But to her, this is just... just a cat, it's man. It's a Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of people will be like, I feel so bad for her. I'm like, oh, don't feel bad. Like, if anything, feel bad for the cats I can see because they have to dodge her when she's trying to attack them. Wow. But like, yeah, she's just living a blissful life. So it, it, as small as a cat is, it's kind of cool how that can change your perspective on things as well. Because I thought, oh, man, this is going to be a whole, like, a, like a handicap situation. I'm going to have to walk this cat through life. And two months in, she's doing everything on her own. Like, Stay. literally leaving me in a room to sleep in another room. It's our lenses that we impose on mm-hmm. other people that make us think that they're suffering. Yep. And, and, and let's let's bring that all the way back to episode, I think, one or two, where you say you don't know why you're an inspiration to people that was something yeah that's exactly it's their lens they impose on you yeah and 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 you've just like you said you just caught yourself kind of doing it as well on a micro scale um you just impose your your, like on that girl oh the girl yeah yeah yeah. you just impose your lens and you forget i forget that it's it was a blessing to yes be walking but like it's not to say that she didn't receive any blessings along the way just because she was born with you know cerebral palsy or ms i think it was or one of the two oh, yeah, right it could be MS as well. exactly. right yeah, yeah. so it's like you know her when she said that it just opened up an avenue for me to think that like wow like yeah like you know this is all you know so you're not you're not suffering in a way like i am like you're you're living your life mm-hmm. and you're going through life the way you know, you were meant to go through life. Mm-hmm. This is the life that's going to be lived. And I was like, ah, it's like when people feel bad for blind, same with the cat. People feel bad for people that were born blind. Mm-hmm. And I imagine maybe after explanation, they may feel some sadness that they can't see, but seeing mm-hmm. is just an objective idea. They don't, the concept can't like, I can't put myself in a position where I can't imagine ever seeing. Right. Because then you wouldn't imagine what vision is. It's 
yeah i'm trying to explain it and i'm like also trying to rationalize it in my own head at the same time because it's, and it's weird. very hard yeah exactly it's odd trying to get someone explaining things that just come naturally mm-hmm. it, are, is difficult mm-hmm. because um, i remember a buddy of mine his cousin came from greece and he came over one night had beer and we were watching the jays game and he was like oh I gotta go to the bathroom. Yo, I'm gonna or I'm gonna go say hi to your mom real quick. Can you give our you know my cousin the rundown on baseball? And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. I've been playing baseball my entire life. I've been around it my entire like you know. And when it came time to explain how this game works, I was like, what? <laughs> like I was getting confused. Yeah. Like as I was saying, he's like, okay, so why does he run that way? I'm like. Uh, and not that That's way. He's like, question. he's yeah. like, why doesn't he run left rather than right? Really, they actually run the opposite of what we read. Yeah, they do. They write. They, they run, run counterclockwise to what everything in our culture basically. So yeah, runs. he runs yeah, yeah, yeah. to the right and goes around yeah. that way. And I'm like, whereas we read left to right. We read left to right. We, the, even a clock goes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah a clock yeah. goes that way. And it's yeah. like, yeah, why does he run? Yeah, why? why why isn't that third base? And why isn't that first base? Mm-hmm. Like, what is, uh, bro? I I just remember that, and it's just like, yeah, like things that come naturally to us, we just forget that, you know, to explain that to another person that doesn't understand, or we have to ask ourselves more questions sometimes like, mm-hmm. when we do things. Yeah. like, and that's and that's the idea of us being against cancel culture too, and that's what stems from intent and purpose. All of those things we've mentioned in the past, it all kind of comes together in that idea of being scared to use the word normal it's just yeah. which for me it shouldn't be a word anyone should be scared to use it's I'm, so weird i'm not i'm okay saying it yeah. because i know what my intent is exactly. behind it when i yeah. say it yeah um, and i know the con and it's context is everything and that's the thing and is somebody will apply context to it too and mm-hmm. then you have to i think you just have to be confident enough to not worry about that because sometimes as a as a white guy I can say normal and if there's a minority in a room they may assume I'm assuming it's other white people mm. do you know what I mean oh yeah and it, it, and that can be scary but you have to have confidence as well in your intent and purpose and if someone wants an explanation on what it is that you you're referencing it. or you're yeah, referring exactly. to yep what do you mean you people yeah oh so what I was saying was exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why I've had I've never run into real issues if I've ever said anything along those lines because I say it with the confidence that like they know it's not offensive or anything like that. Like if I've said it and someone's like, "Yeah, what do you mean, you people?" I'm like, "Yeah, you white people." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think I saw that in a movie too once, and I was like, "Oh, 100 percent." Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, just uh, we got news. You know, just want to touch up on some things that are going on. Uh, so as you guys know from our earlier episodes, or even just or knowing. Or maybe you don't know. Maybe they don't. Yep, maybe you're just jumping in now. Maybe you guys just have no idea that for the last six years, we had a campaign started. Um, in two, So 2000, technically 2015, but it officially launched in 2016. Yeah, when we say we... It's Dan. I mean, I was there for a lot of pictures of things. We the people. We the people. But Dan was, Dan was the leader. Someone has to be a catalyst when it yeah. comes to things. Yep. I think that's okay to say. Yep. Um, I think it's like tomfoolery to just 
take all the credit for something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if if you're the uh, the spark or the few or yeah, you're the thing that lights it. Yeah. Sweet, but you're not the whole wick. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. what I mean? Like you're not the gasoline on the fire. Like mm-hmm. you're not all the kindling and all that. You were just the spark. Mm-hmm. And the spark can't get credit for the whole burn. Well, that's the thing. The spark needs, like metaphorically speaking, the spark needs a fire to continue. Correct. I mean, there's tons of sp- and that's a sad thing too, as well. There's tons of sparks that never catch fire. That never ever, catch. Ever yeah. speaking metaphorically, like, right, right, There's right. tons that never catch, and and it's a bummer. But when that spark does catch, it's amazing the right. results that can the happen. Gr- it, it, great things happen yeah, exactly. when a fire can stay lit like that. Yeah. yeah. So let's jump out of the metaphors for a second. Yeah, we were getting let's, let's we were come, getting yeah. real metaphor. Well, let's come back to some poetry to the realness. So. Campaign started called Do It for Sarnia. The goal was to raise one hundred fifty thousand dollars for the mental health and addiction services unit at uh, Blue Water Health Hospital. So started the campaign off with a few events, uh, did a 10 years later event. So in 2016 of August was the 10 year year anniversary of my accident. Had Is that event. the kickoff to the Do It no, For no, Sarnia no. event, or it had already started? It already started. There okay. were small events that we did. So that was like, kind of like the overlap section where one ended and one kind of like... No, we were just it was just continuation of like whatever was going on. Okay. okay. So the, the goal and the idea was to just start a bunch of... Announce the campaign, have a bunch of small events, and then have several big events throughout the year. So the 10 years later was a big one. Mm-hmm. The block party was the biggest one, mm-hmm. and then throughout the year, just continually, continually have you know, you know, gain notoriety throughout the community, and uh, you know, get attention, and so that people would donate, and that's what ended up happening. And that was kind of like the blue. I got the blueprint from the Do It for Dan campaign. I was going to say now, remind, I think we spoke about this in a past episode, but when did the Do It for Dan campaign end? End. End. 2007 2007 yeah okay so the year after my accident okay so uh so accident 2006 august wrap around 2000 yeah yeah 2007 but july it finished because they had already raised the 150 over 150 in that that space of time that's crazy yeah so that one went 11 months, which was dope. And then once it, um, I moved home, you know, 10 years later was to do it for Sarnia. Okay. Excuse me. Same goal that do it for Dan had. 150. 150. And then so I thought I wanted it to be done in a year. I think I've mentioned this before on the cast. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be finished in a year. It didn't end up happening. So we ended up having to have multiple block parties. Mm-hmm. So we had one, then we had a second one, and then we had a third one. And then each year we were like, as a committee, we were like, we're underachieving because we see so much potential and just like the stars aren't aligning. Were you guys were you guys disappointed in the results? I was. Was there a sense of disappointment? It, it wasn't disappointment. It was like, or surprise almost? Yeah, it was surprise. I was surprised. Each it was year I was surprised. Each year I was surprised at our, um, what we were bringing in. Now, 
was there now was there something going on behind the scenes business wise like i don't want to dive too far into it because you were selling out most of those events weren't you so what happened is is that we sold out on the first block party sold out mm -hmm. and we realized there were so many people that wanted to be a part of it we just didn't have the space for everyone right we had 500 people on a city block yeah. it was like yeah you can't come in we had to fence mm -hmm. it off obviously you know for licensing and stuff yeah so we were like okay so the demand is there yeah let's just increase the venue size mm -hmm. so then we did that the one year but then i th I can't remember which one was whether it was the third year or the fourth no sorry it was either the, the second year or the third year i'm not sure which one of these things happened in one of those years but one of the years we didn't get a massive turnout so yeah, so here, here it is. One of the years we didn't get a massive turnout in attendance, mm -hmm. but our sponsors were so generous and the donations were so high, we still made the same amount with a low attendance. But did you sell all the tickets? We didn't sell all the tickets. Oh, okay. So I'm saying, so it's like that year we was like, oh, I know what happened. I remember now. There were a lot of other events that were going on in Sarnia. Okay, because there's been a couple street parties and things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. That came out after us, just yeah. so you know. Yeah. <laughs> after we did what we did so that was the uh, yeah i believe that was the second year and then the third year what happened is, is that weather played a part yes, in it yes i remember you had to like, we reschedule. had to change yeah. the date and then so we lost a ton of people that were going to attend but we had sold out a ton of tickets we mm -hmm. sold a bunch of tickets so we ended up making the same um, around the same amount in uh donations you know so our numbers stayed steady, but what was happening is that different variables were taking away from possibly taking that next step. And you know what I think, and this is maybe from, we'll turn this into a business podcast real thing quick. And I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you. And I think I remember mentioning it when I wanted to go to one of the street parties, but you were like, I can't even save you a ticket, bro. It's sold out. I think it was that first one. That it's was the first like one. People turning away. People legit were like, hey, Dan, um, can I get one? I think in the future, what... I remember the attendance being pretty low, but the tickets were sold out at one of them I went to. I think it was down at Centennial. Yeah, that would have been... Oh, yeah, that would have been our fourth year. Right. And our I fourth was like, year... I was like, in my head, I was like, you should have done like a ceremonial ticket and then a real ticket because there's so many people that support you that want to support that cause... But don't that go. probably bought a ticket then didn't go. Didn't go. Exactly. And then now you got... You sold 100 tickets, but only... 30 people showed up because there's 70. Well, that happened at 10 years too. Yeah, exactly. At 10 years. Because people want to support you, but they don't specifically want to go to an event or anything. Right. You know and it I was mean? on a third. Yeah. So I always thought, maybe? I always thought, I don't know if I ever mentioned that to you, but I always thought with your events, you should have like ceremonial tickets or you know what I mean? Like something mm -hmm. that doesn't take away take up from a spot. That somebody that wants, wants to, to actually attend. Be yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Because I know, because I, I was like, you're going to sell out for sure, except that one you said that didn't. But like, I'm like, you're going to sell mm -hmm. out because people will support like what mm -hmm. you're doing. And so like, you know, then we, you know, we had, you know, conversations about the bands and stuff. And then um, we ended up um, linking up with the contact here that enabled us to get uh, the trues to come, mm -hmm. right? And a band, uh, Red Wadding Blue, which I didn't know about at the time, but then I really enjoyed okay. their performance and you know their stage presence. They were awesome, and their music was dope too. Um, and then so we ended up like that night we raised over sixty, about sixty thousand that night. That's and that crazy. was the thing. It was like each event, it was like you know nine thousand, ten thousand, mm -hmm. eleven thousand, 
you know, one was like 12 or something like that. I don't know. But it was like, it was always around 10. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, but one thing happened and the other thing didn't happen that time. And this thing happened this time. But if that did happen the last time, you know, what would it be like? And then we answered that question because then it was 60K. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so then after the 60K, this now would be 2019. We eclipsed the 150. And then so we kind of put a book. So about like, three years? Four years? Four. Four yeah. years? Uh, yeah, because that would have been the fourth block party. So, yeah. So four years after, we raised the money. Like I said in the beginning of this stories i wanted it to be done in 11 months or 12 i'm um, a year didn't happen which is fine well i think I, I we've mentioned this before and i think we're going to dive into it into a future episode is the individual versus the community and it's it's an odd phenomenon how people respond much greater to an individual's um trife is that the word trife Tri- Strife. 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 Trifling. Yeah. Like struggle, you mean. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Trifling. Hip hop. Trifling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's right. People respond to um, an individual struggle much more than a community struggle. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, and I could, and, and that just basically proves it. Like for you, 11 months, done. But then when you're like, you redirect it to, hey, this is probably a more important. I said subject like mental more, health yeah more, more broad i more guess broad or, yeah. helping more people more people yeah because it's not individually focused right it doesn't garnish as much attention which is a weird psychological phenomenon i find what well, it is it's almost like a microcosm for like m- the stigma around mental health anyway because it's like mm-hmm. people forget that everyone has mental health mm-hmm. they're like oh no i remember i had this conversation with someone once and i was like i think everyone should see a therapist yep and she, and she was like I don't believe in that at all. I'm like, how? Yep. Like everyone puts food in their mouth mm-hmm. because they need nutrients for their body. Everyone wakes up in the morning and should exercise. Why? Because we have bodies that mm-hmm. need to be pushed to limits, to strengthen, you know, to continue to be healthy. Mm-hmm. The mind, the emotions, the spirit, that's all part of the human experience. Why wouldn't you exercise any one of those? It's funny because... As much as there's bell talks, all that stuff, and as much as people Ugh. act open to mental health ideas and stuff, it's very much still stigmatized. Because I remember once I was um, seeing a girl who basically said what you would see on the front of a psychologist like like pamphlet. It was like... I don't know why my brain does some things it does, but like something along that lines, like she didn't understand why her brain was acting the way it does. I was like, well, maybe you should see a psychologist to talk about it. And then that took a 180 and like, like I was insulting her and I'm like, I thought this was destigmatized. Like you literally said what would be found on a brochure of an office. Right. But as soon as you suggest it to someone, they take offense to it, but well, that's the accountability thing. It's like it just even just questioning someone to take any type or any degree of accountability in their life or their mm-hmm. circumstance or whatever. It's like I've offended you by doing that. But it does, I guess, now speaking and then thinking while I'm speaking. I guess it does come down to purpose and intent as well. Whereas sometimes those stigmas are still used offensively to insult people 
Yeah, like if you have a a girlfriend that maybe says something that you don't agree with, you go, "You're crazy." I could so I, I can see, see where I don't do that. I don't do that either, but I can see that's why I mean. Well, I was thinking out loud, <laughs> kind of Ed Sheeran. Um, it, that's where the crossover occurs. Yeah. I think we're in a crossover right now where there's still that stigma of using it offensively. Yeah, you're the R word. You're you're crazy. Right. You're psycho, and like and sometimes I even catch myself holding back and calling somebody a psycho because one after going to school for psychology you realize the root of the word psycho and you're like eh, maybe i shouldn't be throwing even that around so loosey-goosey are we not a lot not a lot not, i don't like saying not allowed um crazy is frowned see it, crazy in I mean. context yeah. is because i remember when they were talking about you know someone with uh, suffering you know from mental illness it's like you know calling that person crazy mm-hmm. i'm like i think that's just poor taste um, I think there's other adjectives you can use to describe and that. And that's what I mean by there's a crossover right now yeah. between where it's used offensively and where it can be used constructively or destigmatized because mm. there is still people that use it, like you say, just throw it out there like, Cause like that bitch crazy. Like, or like, like that LeBron dude's James dumps. Crazy. I was like, oh, bro, that was crazy, man. Yeah, like, exactly. Or like, we're not going to cancel Casey and JoJo because they're going crazy, crazy, crazy just to thinking about you, baby, baby. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how many how many holes did we just go down? That was basically a sample of Casey and JoJo for I feel everybody. You. But um, so going back to you know the stages or the journey of you know do it for Sarnia, you know four years later, we yeah, we raised the money for specifically you know for the mental health unit at the hospital here in Sarnia and we finally. Now, I didn't have a game plan for what the money was going to be used for when I initially started. This is what I was going to comment on real quick before you go forward. I I remember you raising the money, but I didn't know what the end goal was going to be. I didn't know what the end goal was going to be. And I feel like if there was a mock photo, like mm. when we walked into that room, if they had a mock photo or... There's one on their site of what it used to look like. But in the very beginning, I'd say, this is our end goal. I think, and this is what it will provide to the patients... Because you're going to get into that. We didn't We didn't have that when we started. Exactly. And, but See, I think you, if you did, the goal would have been reached a lot, a lot sooner. sooner possibly, Because yeah. once you saw that, once you get to the story and, and like... See what it was made for. It's like yeah. me and you were both like, we would have just paid out of our pocket for this. It's <laughs> legit. Like I just went to them and I said, hey, the very first meeting, I just said straight up, okay, if I found, uh, that's what I said. Yeah. I say, if I found you $150,000, what would you do with it? Mm-hmm. They didn't have an answer. Because they've never been blessed like that. Because they're dealing with, they're dealing with crackers over there. Like, yeah. They, they got peanuts. They didn't have, they didn't know. They said, we could just literally point in any direction and we could put it there. Mm-hmm. Like they had options for what they would do with it. But like, we were like, specifically what, I was like, specifically, what would you do with it? They say, we don't know. Mm-hmm. they we, were overwhelmed we need exact yeah mm-hmm. we just need a meeting to talk about so over the course of the time we decided when we got closer to the goal we were narrowing it down we said okay dan the outdoor space because this was around the time actually when they decided i think we wanted to allocate it to the outdoor space on the mental health unit okay now if if anyone doesn't know the uh they the call mental it three health east unit, three east it is a like basically a single or two yellow hallways, one and a half, one and a half hallway. hallways, yeah. um, 
all the doors are open to all the rooms, basically. It doesn't seem very much privacy. Mm-hmm. And you can basically just walk up and down those hallways all day. And there's a, uh, like a, there's a thing room where you can, um, like an activity eat. room. Okay. Yeah, there's like a, room. a cafeteria. But yeah. the yeah. thing was, somebody was telling me is if they want to even step out for a cigarette or something, step outside, even for fresh air, they have to mm. go through a lot of paperwork yeah. to just go out the to have doors. that access. Yes, yes. Exactly. And so when you're on that unit and there's a big, there's a lot of stigma around that unit, you know, like that's where someone's like, Oh, so-and-so's up on three mm-hmm. you know you're having a bad day maybe you should go to three i remember or growing like that. up that was something you'd throw around at people hey yeah. you're gonna end up in three three east, east. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like and you're an ignorant kid yeah exactly and i was i never even knew what it meant but like then you know people say oh that's that's the loony bin or yeah. some shit like that well, and it's like man what now today i'm like bro this is a place that people need to properly heal and when you actually mm-hmm. so the first time i actually got to go onto that floor I was like, you can't heal here. No, exactly. And like, also, that's what I said to myself. I I'll like, admit myself, and I've been there before because my <clears> mom's <throat> been there before, mm. and I had to visit her, help her out. Right. But even I catch myself falling into the stigma of right. when I'm walking in there being like, okay, get ready for it. But I'm like, wait a minute. These are, uh, then I these walk are, in, I'm just like, oh, hey, everybody. What's yeah. Up? It's just normal. That's like, true. But I have I, to I remind do, myself that, like, when I'm. I ca- catch myself a little tense, yep. a little like. Okay, hesitant to open the door. Here we go. Like yeah. it's gonna be some sort of like Pandora's box of like surprise when I open it up. Like people, and like you know, I have friends who work on the floor mm-hmm. and who have worked on the floor, and um, you know, they've mentioned to me some you know some of the horror stories and stuff, like the stresses that they go on through oh, yeah. the, the situations, and they go into patients are having bad days. But like just just the imagery when you walk onto the floor, when you step foot on the floor, when you just look down the hallway yeah what you see are patients pretty much pacing Mm -hmm. from one end to the other from one end to the back and forth that's all they have Mm -hmm. and the first thing i mentioned is man if you have like something going on mentally this place is going to be circular in the sense of not healing like you have to have a lot of luck and a lot of will to heal in that um, environment exactly so which is why like when the therapists have patients in there you know i give them even more props because so much of mental health involves your environment mm-hmm. and when they're able to get someone you receive someone onto that unit and be able to rehabilitate and help them get back into society and you know find their path again when they're doing that and the environment they have to do it is working against them. It's twice as hard. Mm-hmm. It's even more difficult. So just the walls make you a little crazy going. I on hate like, hospital walls. I don't yeah. know why they make and them they that color. Even anymore. like a worse color. Terrible I swear, color. Hallway. So, getting to the you know you know so that's 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 what we're looking at when we look at this unit, guys. You know what's funny though? It did make me realize. You know how people always talk about um, big money recovery centers and stuff, like in the States especially? Like, uh, you pay to go to these like unique ones that are outdoors. They have activities all day. They look like they're on like a vineyard or something. Yeah, and now you realize why they cost so much money because the norm, we'll bring it back to normal, the normal is like peanuts, like nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have to pay so much to get what you would think would be proper mental health treatment. Mm. You have to pay like extreme amounts of money for or get lucky to be accepted into a unique program 
and if like, not, you you're dealing. Paying. Yeah, exactly. If not, you're dealing with something that's underfunded, undersupplied. Under, yeah, they absolutely. don't even know how to deal with 150. That which you think about in the the sense of a hospital, that can't be that much money in the sense of running a hospital. 150k. That is. Uh-huh. Like you know what I'm saying on the sense of a a grand budget. Like you're True. running a retail store. 150k is not much. So if you're running a city's hospital 150k they have like equipment that's 150 yeah exactly yeah, they have like one machine that's 150k so I see it can't saying, be yeah. that so the fact that they were overwhelmed with that amount of money hmm. surprises me like, so that it's that kind of money can go yeah. a long way yeah, yeah exactly and so that you guys know like that's what the unit looks like and then they've always had this outdoor space that patients didn't really have access to because one it was unsafe and two it was not monitored and then like it was run down like there wasn't proper use for it like and i think like that was like a they use it as like their smoking section if patients did want to like have that on that but like they had to be monitored i i think when they were out there Mm -hmm. and so it was just this space that wasn't properly being used Mm -hmm. so that's what we ended up deciding you know halfway to you know um three quarters of the way finishing the campaign that that's what we were going to use it for and we finally got to see it a couple of weeks ago or last week. Was it last week? It was last week. Last week, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Last week we got to see um, you know, the finished product. And it was cool to see. And thank and you for bringing me along, by the way. That was absolutely awesome. Absolutely, bro. Was a cool experience. You know, and uh it was nice to see it and you don't really have much to say about it because like, you know, it's being shared on the internet right now, which is cool. Then the comments are a lot of them are a lot of them are geared towards me and like I don't want the focus to be on me because yeah. I don't care for it. Yeah. Because yeah, fine. First man through the door, sure. But like if other people didn't follow me through the door, this sh- mm-hmm. the, the, the door closes. Mm-hmm. Door closes. There the uh, what is it? The the fire goes out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, props to you know what people that may not know that throughout the events that we had actual nurses on the mental health unit were our volunteer staff at our events. So not only were they working with patients, Mm -hmm. they were working their own events, trying to raise money for their patients. Mm -hmm. Such a selfless job too. And it's a selfless job. As a wedding photographer, like it's the least least selfless job because every job I do, I get a per- like a personalized thank you. You made my the greatest day of my life better. You're the most amazing blah blah blah. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? And these pro- poor nurses are fixing lives for fixing lives. lack of better terms. And then and on their free time, they'll probably get a thanks from the person they see them in public or something. But other than that, it goes unnoticed, really. Like, yeah, pe- people want to thank me. If you know a nurse, which I'm, I know you do know one. Yep. If you're listening to this, you know a nurse. Yep. Like fucking go thank them, mm-hmm. and like give them a break, bro. Yeah. Like well, I had no idea. Um, the the lady that runs the floor or is heavily involved when I walked in, she's like, "Oh, hey, Dan," because I've worked with her for weddings and stuff with oh. her uh, kids and stuff. And I was like, "Oh, was it Donna?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I was just surprised she was there, but like I had no idea she was so heavily involved in such a heavy a- like aspect of life because mm-hmm. I only see her at weddings. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, hey, like in a dress all done up. And then I'm like, yeah. wait, so you're, when you're not here, you're doing this shit. Yeah. Like, holy. 
That's man. a lot to handle. So it is. And, and, I, like, I could, and I know I couldn't do it. That's like, what I mean. I'm not I was cut like, out and then how it. do you even have fun at a wedding? <laughs> like, I, and that's the thing, too, man. I've heard of horror stories about, like, you know, stuff that they got to deal with. And then with the added note, like, layer of COVID and, mm-hmm. you know, beds and si- the situation there, it's like, you know, we, we, we sit outside and we just look at this building and we think that, you know, uh, we want to yell and scream at the fact that, you know, nurses they're still working and you know i'm not getting paid like, i hear too many people complete complain about so many things and like i get it that like this has been tough for everyone but for some people this has been compounded yep like for some professions this job this pandemic or whatever you want to call it i don't give a damn yeah 2020 running into 2021 has been a goddamn nightmare for some people. Yep. So, shout out nurses. Shout out nurses. Thank you for holding it down. Now that you know that unit is done and that you know that space is completed, you know. I still gonna... think you're understating it though. Let me let like let me take over here for a sec. What you're understating like what the what, unit? The unit, what it is? Yeah, because even like fundraising, it's an outdoor space. It is a beautiful. Like I showed some friends some <laughs> photos of it, and they're like, "What the." Like, that's amazing. Like, my buddy's like, man, turn that into a greenhouse. So, it's basically a third floor, I think, right? Third floor, fourth floor. Yeah, it's a third floor. Um, It's like an atrium. It's like a greenhouse room that extends off of the side of the hospital. Like, Dan's understating this. Like All natural lighting. Yeah. So, you go into this thing. You feel like you're outside, but you're inside. Inside. It's got all natural plants inside. Um, And I was told that, like... All the people on the floor, they're going to be in charge of taking care of the plants, that kind like of stuff. Like the patients, yeah, exactly. yeah they will, it will provide them, yeah. Oh, like when we were there, we could see the, the people on the floor peeking through the windows, getting excited, oh, wanting yeah. to come out. They're eager for it. Yeah, exactly. And But like, this place is beautiful. It's when you go in, it's, the lighting is insane. It feels like you're in a whole different world. All like if furniture. I was on that floor, I would never leave that room. I don't think it's a nice space. Like when we both walked in, we we're like, holy shit. Doesn't feel it. Yeah. You just literally holy shit. I did not expect like, cause you've been doing this for four years and I just didn't <laughs> expect that end result. You know what I mean? Cause ha. like I say, you've been understating this stuff the whole time. And it's like, you literally built, like, not you. I know you don't like to take credit, yeah. but your project literally built a physical extension to the hospital. Because usually when you do fundraising, it disappears into a system, right? Like, <laughs> oh, maybe we got a new program here, a new program there. But like you now, every time you drive by that, you're going to be, shit, yeah. That's cool. Because this thing, like, when you guys drive by the Blue Wire Hospital, you can actually, yeah, you can see it on the Russell side, the Russell if you look side, above yeah. the entrance, You'll see a brand new atrium on the third floor, which, like, that could be a wedding venue. It's so nice inside. It is very nice. And I wish some of the places in town, I've been bugging them to build a room like that on the side of the building for weddings. Like, for it's something a, like that, yeah. such a beautiful room. And from what I understand, a lot of people in the hospital haven't even seen it that work there. They, like, it's they been haven't. Under, it's correct. been undercover pretty good. So it was, pretty, it was quite the honor to be able to sneak in there early mm-hmm. and check it out. But... I don't know. When you told me to go check it out too, like I did not expect to walk into that. Because it's polar opposite from what you walked out from. Yeah. Like the room, sorry, the hallway. As soon as you walk out there, you're breathing. So there's no windows and they have these cool little contraptions that roll up so Mm -hmm. that you can actually get fresh air in there. Yeah. And it's it's all four seasons. Mm -hmm. So 
when it's night out or when it's uh, winter time and stuff like that, like it's going to be regulated. The temperature is going to be regulated in there. So they will be able to be out there in, you know, shorts and T-shirt in the middle of winter. And I love, too, that they made small adjustments based on the situations. Like the, the um, furniture is a little heavier. Yeah, the furniture. And so it, looks, every, it looks normal, but then everybody feels a little safer. Yes. Um, because there's not as much worry about things getting out of control or things like that. Because yeah. you try to lift one of these chairs. Well, that's that was their worry. <laughs> yeah, they were telling exactly. me initially they were like, we have to like find furniture to like fasten down. Well, I was yeah, like, oh, why? Because I didn't think of this. And they're like, oh, because, you know, if a patient, you know, is having a bad day or they're, you know, they're, you're aggressive. Or windows that don't break. Yeah, exactly. Windows. Yep. 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 So I was like, oh, wow, crazy. Well, I didn't know that was I didn't think about that and then so you go in there and now you see this furniture I can lift a significant amount of weight yeah I don't know exactly I yeah I don't (laughs) I don't exactly know exactly how much weight I can lift. like I can pick myself up with my TRX straps and I can suspend myself up so Maybe 40, 50 pounds, maybe I can just like we lift that. Try rock climb one day. That'd uh, be cool. I got I to try to exactly know exactly how much weight I can lift. Yeah. So I try to lift one of these damn chairs. Doesn't even <laughs> budge. I tried to lift this with another person. I'm like, like how? You almost pulled your chair onto two wheels. It's so heavy. I'm wondering how do they get them in there? Yeah. Because there's no way you could take like four of those things on an elevator. No. Not even possible. Like that had to be legit one mm-hmm. by one, five people carrying one piece of furniture. It would have been interesting to sit in on some of those meetings where they had to discover or realize those unique little changes they had to make to that room to make it um, usable in the situation. Okay. Like, okay, let's get chairs. And then they're like, wait a minute. And then they have to. I think they knew that going in, though. But that's what I mean. Like, just it'd be interesting just to be there to run into issues or things they would have to problem solve that are outside what we would think is normal. Mm -hmm. Like we, like you said, we wouldn't think the chairs have to be heavy, but for them, they that's like a concern for them. But they know that's 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 the ground. That's That's the arena. Yeah, Yeah. they're normal. That's what they play. Exactly. So it just for me, I'm just thinking like objectively speaking it just would have been interesting because like you say it's such a different approach than just building a room absolutely they have to think of a lot of different things so yeah thank you for i i i try and i i sometimes i forget like how you know monumental it is and you know i've taken time to reflect to really appreciate like i don't think i ever will like i think over time i'll understand like how awesome it really is mm-hmm. Just right now, it's because it's still so new, so fresh. Like it was also slow developing. Yeah, it was very. Which is, and in comparison to like what I thought, like I'm not saying I was stuck on like, great, I didn't do it in a year, or it didn't happen in a year. No, but you got goals. But now the block party is a you know a staple. Yep. It's a continued event. Um, it's got legs now, so which is no pun intended. Now, well, that's got <laughs> legs, so now well, that continued to raise money for absolutely hundred percent, and that's out of your like you're part of the committee still, but that's like out of your reign. Like you're not the I don't run. You're it. not the Santa Claus of that exactly uh, of that sleigh anymore. Like I'm an intern elf now. Yeah. <laughs> like I come in when I well no I guess intern I'm unpaid. I've always been unpaid. So yeah, yeah elves are a sketchy situation there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, elves got a it's yeah. a bad. I mean, they're cute and all, but do they want to be there working all day? They should unionize for free? at some yeah, exactly. point and figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think definitely reflecting on it as well, seeing all the shares that have happened post building and like um, 
all the shares of the results that have happened yeah and all the likes i really do feel in in now that you explained that they didn't even know what to do with the money, mm. but I really do feel like if that room was like a 3D concept before before, and been yeah. like, hey, this is what the mental health unit's going to get, and this is what it... Because also, I don't think... I didn't realize, I can admit to, and I don't think a lot of people realize is the lack of outdoor experience they get on that floor. Yeah. So it, it, if you explain that... In like a little mock-up, I'm sure on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You're looking at me through that zero. Yeah. Uh-uh, nothing. So if you would explain that, I think for sure it would have been a quicker turnaround on the fundraising. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's obviously everything's Everything 2020 and retrospect or yeah. what, in hindsight, right? Absolutely. And also, they, like I said, they didn't know what to even do with that kind of like blessing. So it's what they did with it, I think, was probably... I mean, I can't think of a better idea. But we get a better opportunity to raise more awareness when it lasts as long. It's lasted as long as it has. Yes. And it's garnered as much attention as it's gotten, which has been tremendous to the cause. Um, which is why you know things like we had mentioned, like Bell Let's Talk, which is why like things like that like bug me. Mm-hmm. Like Bell Let's Talks is all. I don't know if we've talked about and that. that and like, that's what I got into about. A lot of times you're donating money and it's just going it's, into systems. You don't know what the hell it is. So if I think if people would have been like, this yeah. is what it is. And like, because when they told me what it provides, that even like not only just walking in, but then they're like, yeah, this is going to allow them to go out here and they don't have to check out and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they could do their therapy shit. out here. Yeah. Like yeah. if I like if I don't think I even donated to your com- campaign mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe because there's just ignorance or whatever, but. I just didn't know about it kind of thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying like that end goal is so. Well, probably, you bought a bracelet. Oh yeah. I bought a bracelet. I think yeah, I went to, it went. and I think I went to your co- concerts as well. Yeah, so bracelet. yeah, then I did yeah, support it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just think that that end goal probably, I mean, I, I'm not in your head, but I imagine it would have surpassed any idea I had of raising 150 mm. K of what it could produce. Yeah. Like, see, and that's, that's the juice, man. Like stuff doesn't get done by yourself. And that's, you know, kind of why I don't think much of it when in terms of, you know, giving me props or cuz but like, also stuff doesn't get done if someone doesn't Someone's got to go first. Yeah, someone's yeah. got to say something. That's why that's why I encourage people to like if you're actually passionate about something and like you see something that you're like you're like, "Yeah, you know what? I, I think uh I think I got an idea about this." For starters, I, I tell kids this all the time, write it down, mm-hmm. put it on paper first, bring it, will it into existence after you write it down then? Yep. Because you just have it in your head, it's it, it remains in your head. Mm-hmm. It's just a dream. It's at this just point. a dream. Yeah. Just a dream, baby. So what do you think? So that's up. Um, you know what? Um I like it for I like it for this. What do you um, think moving forward? I wanted to mention just quick. Uh, we're gonna wrap up here in a bit, but moving forward, um, with the campaign, campaign. Uh, but also, I know I just wanted to mention um, uh, moving forward with the podcast, our live show maybe coming up. Oh, so because I was gonna say, let's do you wrap up. Tell them where it's gonna be. Yeah, Actually, yeah, because yeah, yeah, the campaign. Like, I think I think we touched. I think, and I, I just want to give you another shout out. Shout out to you. I know you don't give yourself enough props. 
But that room was fucking badass, dude. Thanks, man. That was cool, man. Uh, and I, I'm glad you brought me along with it to experience in that. And if you get a chance, go online, go on the Lampton Health, uh, Blue Water Health website. Blue Water Health, yeah. Blue Water Health, yeah. And uh, check out that extension room, the mental health unit. I don't know if it's called the Atrium, Outdoor, whatever it is. But check it out and see how awesome it is because it shows you... If you got an idea, it can actually come together. It may, it may take longer than you think. It will. Yep. It takes um, as long as it takes, but yep. if you stay the course, yep. if you stay at it, and absolutely. And so, yeah, that was um, that was CCZ's, uh, CCZ, sorry, yep. first uh, public appearance, and then we're going to have another public appearance. Yeah, we and, got a little, uh, a little something coming up here now that uh, lockdown's done, baby. Lockdown's Let's done. Fuck Patios yeah. are open. Woo! So we were thinking... Patio, by the way, Dan's in patio Dan mode right now. I was on three patios this weekend. <laughs> I didn't even bother. I sent him about two texts. Got about like, no, I sent him about wait, 20 texts. For every got two 10 texts, texts yeah. you sent, I sent like two messages. <laughs> two words. Yeah. yeah, two syllables. But because I know Dan's purpose and intent, yeah. I know he meant well, <laughs> and I knew he was on a patio somewhere. Uh, so yeah, over the weekend, yeah, three patios. It's good times. Oh, we should uh, we should have mentioned, but maybe we'll mention in the future how we did the the renegade uh, accessibility check. <coughs> that was fun. We were just the day our podcast got canceled. We kind of went around and did some renegade. Uh, we just see who was accessible, who wasn't. Yeah. It was kind of fun experience, uh, and it was fun. It was I think it was interesting for the places we visited because in Sarnia you don't get to experience many people in your situation. Mm. So it's like. Once every six months, they probably get frantic, like, oh, shit, how do we handle like, oh, this? What do we do? What do, we do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we kind of just, like, spurred that on, you know, this one fun. this one patio. And um, they uh, they had a lift and everything. Yep. They were ready to go. I'm actually Shout excited to, to go them. back to them. Yeah, they were, they were nothing but accommodating. Um, had some issues they with They had some kinks to work equipment. out, but they're working it out. But that's, that's kind of, I guess, while we were there doing it, we are like, is this our purpose? <laughs> like, because we were laughing about it. The guy was stressing out, but we're like, dude, it's cool. We're it chilling. Was, it was fun to see, you know, people take the time to like actually know how things work when it comes to accessibility. Yeah, because this Cause is I bet before, he never used that lift. Yeah, that and this lift. was before the lockdown was actually officially over. So we were kind of like, technically, yeah, just showing up and. By the way, there was a fisheye security cam, and me and Dan just rolled up to it and started like knocking, basically. Yeah, and just pressing the doorbells. You could hear the staff on the microphone, like because they were freaking out. Freaking they were like, out. "What do we do?" <laughs> it's in a wheelchair. One staff comes out. She's like, "I think they're coming." And then we look down the hall, and there's three or four staff members coming towards us. He's black too. We don't want him to protest. <laughs> oh wait, he's what are we a, doing? He's with a white guy. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's okay. I'm not gonna lose it, yeah. you guys. Yeah. Oh, that was funny. Though. Yeah, it was. It was a good time. Yeah. So yeah, we're uh, we're looking to hook up and link up with um, with a patio. Yeah, we're we're um, we're sending some feelers out because you know that's what you got to do over COVID. You know, you send out some feelers, and then you got to uh, you got to make good on some of your promises that you make over COVID. Yep. Because once it and lockdown ends, guys. You gotta, you gotta make do. You gotta make good on those. It's patio season, baby. So uh, we will be entering a <laughs> patio. That was my drum roll. Sorry. We will see you at the fiddler. Dun, 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 dun. We will see you at Tin Fiddler. When? We don't know. We don't know yet. <laughs> but we have some awesome things that planned for you guys. We're gonna have a game called Dan and Dan, or Dan, which Dan or. Whatever. We're going to call it Black Dan, White Dan. Let's, be- st- let's stop beating <laughs> around the bush here. 
And we're going to call this game Black Dan, White Dan. And then we're also going to have an awesome game where when you guys show up, you will give us a topic and put we're it in calling a hat. it Hot Takes. Yep. Whatever you guys write in there, you put it in a hat, put it in a... Uh, what else they got it there? They got a beer, maybe a, a beer mug, a yeah, beer mug, whatever. You guys put it, you write down your topic, and when you come in, uh, we're gonna be on for like you know two hours or so, and then we're just gonna run it. Yep. And if we're, like our, it's our, a live podcast. Yeah, our idea is it's basically like a band live. We're gonna have th- maybe two or three sets. Um, we're gonna have some free drink giveaways. Like if we pick your topic out of the hat, maybe you get free drink. Our idea is. Coming, I mean, we've always promoted conversation on this podcast, and now coming out of this lockdown after a year and a half, basically, even when we found out we were kind of when we went out that day, we were cutting conversation short. There's a little anxiety, yeah, a little anxiety. So we're thinking with this live podcast, what we're, we're what we're hoping to promote in the beginning and eventually just develop into a fun night as well. We want to see how shitty you are at conversation. Yeah, we want to get out there. We, we don't we don't want your conversation to be covered by really loud music you don't want to listen to. Probably. Probably not. Yeah. So it's it's a night of conversation, but it's going to be engaging. It's going to be fun. Um, it's going to probably may- maybe get uncomfortable sometimes, as we like to trademarkingly say. Absolutely. Um, and, like, I have, a, I have a word that I like to say often. Dan hasn't cued in on what that word is in conversation. I have a word that I say quite often. And how often I say that word, you're going to have to drink. I'm going to take a shot every yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, stuff like that, it's going to be fun, guys. It's different. It's going to take me. I'm used to... I'm used to speaking at people that are all straight up listening to me constantly and, you know, being in front of a microphone and it'll be the first time that I'm in front of an audience, like Probably an actual live. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, I think as well, you too. mentioned the only yeah, other time your peers, my peers, yeah, the only other time bro. your peers have been there is your 10 year anniversary. Yeah, really? Other than that, that was, but the lights were down. Yeah. I didn't too. see nobody. See, I'm used to like, I'm used to playing like in a band on a patio where I can, I used to play at you can um, see them. Stokes by the Bay, exactly. You so can see I used them. to play acoustic, and there'd be nights where there'd be six people on the patio and we're playing. <laughs> and about, like, from me to you, about, you know, 10 feet away, there's four process operators, middle aged men, and we're up there singing Pony. And, like, Run! <laughs> yeah, my Run! Pony! Or, um, what's the other one? With, where they say juices dripping down your thighs. And what? me and AJ, me and my buddy AJ are singing these R&B songs basically to six grown men on the patio, <laughs> looking them straight in the eyes. <laughs> Making love. To them. Yeah. Oh, my God. All rhythm and blues. And they have just like, I hate this. Oh, man. It was a, it's a weird experience. But, yeah, it can definitely be different. I think, it, I think it's going to be good. I think we don't I'm know excited. what to expect, but I think it's almost like your atrium there. I think the the result's going to be better than what we can imagine. We anticipate. I mean, it ain't going to be as community changing as that, but. Uh, you know, I'm coming into it arms wide open, and I'm going to accept whatever. Arms wide open. That's a song? Yeah. Creed, I think. Did they come to Bayfest once? I don't think so. Creed? I don't know. I don't think so. I think Nickelback did, though. Did Nickelback did. Billy Shh. Talented, too. So did Sum 41, who we had on before. And we're going to have a contest and ask you guys. That's one of the questions. Who listens to the Sun 41, Blink-182? What was the other one? 
and uh, Green Day and Green Day, and <laughs> and now you know why it's called Black Dan White Dan. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for uh, tuning in here. This is just kind of a little catch-up episode. We wanted to kind of touch base on, like, um, Do it I for guess, Sarnia stuff. Do it for Sarnia, the end of the lockdown. We're kind of getting into full swing here. Things are getting back to a little bit of bring it back to the beginning of the podcast. We're going to have some awesome conversations coming up, too. For that live one, it's going to be dope. Stay yep. tuned because we're going to announce when that is. And, uh, and we're getting back to a little bit of normal, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> Coughing over comfort zone, guys. I love you guys. Peace.